Letter forty four of Orpheus C. Kerr Papers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Orpheus C. Kerr Papers by Robert Henry Newell. Letter forty four. Showing how the great battle of Paris was fought and won by the Mackerel Brigade, aided and abetted by the iron plated fleet of Commodore Head. Washington, D.C., May tenth, eighteen sixty two. I have just returned my boy from witnessing one of the most tremendous battles of modern times, and shall see star-spangled banners in every sunset for six months to come. Hearing that the Southern Confederacy had evacuated Yorktown, for the reason that the last ditch had moved on the first of May to a place where there would be less rent from our cannon, I started early in the week for the quarters of the valorous and sanguinary Mackerel Brigade, expecting that it had gone toward Richmond for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. On reaching the peninsula, however, I learned that the mackerel Corps d'Amay had been left behind to capture the city of Paris in cooperation with a squadron. Reaching the stamping-ground, my boy, I beheld a scene at once unique and impressive. Each individual mackerel was seated on the ground, with a sheet of paper across his knees, and an ink-bottle beside him, writing like an inspired poet. I approached Captain William Brown, who was covering some bare spots on his geometrical steed Euclid, with pieces scissored out of an old hair-trunk, and says I, "'Tell me, my noble Hector, what means this literary scene which mine eyes behold?' "'Ah,' says William, setting down his glue-pot, "'we are about to engage in a scrimmage from which not one may come out alive. "'These heroic beings,' says William, "'are ready to die for their country at sight, "'and you now behold them making their wills. "'We shall march upon Paris,' says William, "'as soon as I hear from Sergeant Opaque, "'who has been sent to destroy a mill-dam "'belonging to the Southern Confederacy.' "'Come with me, my nice little boy, and look at the squadron to take part in the attack.' This squadron, my boy, consisted of one twenty-eight-inch rowboat, mounting a twelve-inch swivel, and commanded by Commodore Head, late of the canal-boat service. It is iron-plated after a peculiar manner. When the ingenious chap who was to iron-plate it commenced his work, Commodore Head ordered him to put the plates on the inside of the boat instead of the outside, as in the case of the monitor in Galena. "'What do you mean?' says the contractor. "'Why,' says the Commodore, "'ain't them iron plates intended to protect the crew?' "'Yes,' says the contractor. "'Well, then, you poor ignorant cuss,' says the Commodore, in a great passion, "'what do you want to put the plates on the outside for? The crew won't be on the outside, will it? The crew will be on the inside, won't it?' "'And how are you going to protect the crew on the inside by putting iron plates on the outside?' Such reasoning, my boy, was convincing, and the mackerel squadron is plated inside. While I was contemplating this new triumph of American naval architecture, and wondering what they would say about it in Europe, an orderly rode up and handed a scrap of paper to William. "'Ha!' says William, perusing the message, and then passing it to me. THE VETERAN OPAQUE HAS NOT DECEIVED THE UNITED STATES OF AMERICA. THE MESSAGE WAS DIRECTED TO THE GENERAL OF THE MACKEREL BRIGADE, MY BOY, AND READ AS FOLLOWS. GENERAL, IN ACCORDANCE WITH YOUR ORDERS, I HAVE DESTROYED THE MILL DAM. OPAQUE. 
"'And now,' says William, returning his canteen to his bosom, and pulling out his ruffles, "'the United States of America will proceed to capture Paris with great slaughter. "'Let the brigade form in marching order, while the fleet proceeds around by water, "'after the manner of Lord Nelson.' "'The mackerel brigade was quickly on the march, headed by the band, "'who played an entirely new version of Hail Columbia on his key bugle.' Tramp, 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 and we found ourselves in position before Paris. Paris, my boy, was a city of two houses previous to the recent great fire which destroyed half of it, and we found it fortified with a strong picket fence and counterscarp earthworks, from the top of which frowned numerous guns of great compass. The mackerel brigade was at once formed in line of battle order the line being not quite as straight as an ordinary Pennsylvania railroad, while the fleet menaced the waterfront of the city from Duck Lake. You may not be able to find Duck Lake on the maps, my boy, as it is only visible after a heavy rain. Previous to the attack, a balloon, containing a mackerel chap and a telescope shaped like a bottle, was sent up to reconnoiter. Well, says William to the chap when he came down, what is the force of the confederacy the chap coughed respectfully and says he i could only see one confederacy which is an old woman scorpion says villiam his eyes flashing like the bottoms of two reversed tumblers i believe you to be an accursed abolitionist go instantly to the rear says villiam fiercely and read the report of the van wyck investigating committee it was a terrible punishment my boy but the example was needed for the good of the service. The Orange County howitzers now advanced to the front and poured a terrible fire in the direction of a point about halfway between the nearest steeple and the meridian, working horrible carnage in a flock of pigeons that happened to be passing at the time. "'Splendid, my glorious Prussians,' says William, just escaping a fall from his saddle by the convulsive start of Euclid, that noble war-horse having been suddenly roused from a pleasant doze by the firing. "'Splendid, my artillery, darlings! Only,' says William thoughtfully, "'as the sun is a friendly power, don't aim at him so accurately next time.' Meantime, Company 3, Regiment 5, had advanced from the right, and were just about to make a splendid bayonet charge by the oblique over the picket fence and earthwork when the concealed confederacy suddenly opened a deadly fire of old shoes throwing the mackerels into great confusion almost simultaneously a large potato struck the fleet on duck lake on the nose so intensely exciting him that he incontinently touched off his swivel to the great detriment of the surrounding country this was a critical moment my boy the least trifle on either side would have turned the scale and given the victory to either party william brown had just assumed the attitude in which he desired frank leslie's illustrated artist to draw him when a familiar domestic utensil came hissing through the lurid air from the rebel works and exploded into two pieces at his feet ha says william eyeing the fragments with great pallor they have commenced to throw shell. In another moment that incomparable officer was at the head of a storming party, and as the fleet opened fire on the cabbage patch in the rear of the enemy's position, an impetuous charge was precipitated in front. 
though met by a perfect hail of turnips, stove-covers, and kindling wood, the mackerels went over the fence like a fourth-proof avalanche, and hemmed in the rebel garrison with walls of bayonets. "'Surrender to the Union Anaconda and the United States of America,' thundered Villiam. "'You're a nasty, dirty creeter,' responded the garrison, who was an old lady of venerable aspect. "'Surrender, or you're a dead man, my F.F. Venus,' says Villiam majestically. The old lady replied with a look of scorn, my boy, walked deliberately toward the road, and when last seen was proceeding in the direction of Richmond, under a green silk umbrella and a heavy press of snuff. Now it happened, just after we had formally taken possession of the city, while the band was playing martial airs, and the fleet winding up his chronometer, that the general of the mackerel brigade made his appearance on the field, and was received with loud cheers by those who believed that he brought their pay back with him. "'My children,' says the general, with a paternal smile, "'don't praise me for an achievement in which all have won such imperishable laurels. I have only done my duty.' This speech, my boy, made a great impression upon me on account of its touching modesty. War, my boy, is calculated to promote an amount of bashful modesty never equaled except in Congress, and I have known brigadiers so self-deprecatory that they lived in a state of perpetual blush, especially at the ends of their noses. Yours inadequately, Orpheus C. Kerr. End of letter 44